This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. I'm Oshin Langan coming to you a little bit later than intended. Coming up, we're going to hear from Neil Horgan, the former Cork City fullback, on City's defeat to Shelburne. If you've been on social media in the last day or so and follow anyone who follows or supports Cork City, you'll know how worried they are. Owen Heary will talk to us about Bowes' win over UCD and Mark Rossiter, formerly of Dundalk and Bowes. He was on co-commentary with Tom O'Connor for Ocean FM last night as Drogheda drew 2 all with Sligo Rovers. We'll hear from the two guys a little bit later on. That and a good bit more. By the way, congratulations to Gally from the Town End podcast who along with his teammates won a bronze medal at the Transplant Games uh, today. Uh, the soccer team that they're part of doing very, very well there. Congratulations to them. And if you're a Dundalk fan, then you'll know all about the Town End podcast. If you're not, then get on it. Even if you're not a Dundalk fan, it's actually really good stuff and it's on pretty much immediately after all Dundalk uh, home games. Right, that's enough of plugging other podcasts. Let's get to the action. Neil Horgan, as I say, watched Cork City's 2-0 defeat to Shelburne last night at Turner's Cross. This is what he made of it. Afterwards, he sent us this voice note. Very disappointing night tonight at Turner's Cross for Cork City. Shelburne dominant throughout the game. Damien Duffy will be delighted with the uh, outcome. To be fair, Cork City had a lot of uh, deputants. They had four deputants, in fact, um, including the goalkeeper who did quite well, Jase Kapia, Josh Fitzpatrick, a number of players, young youth players coming through the ranks, like Oren Crowhood. It's not his debut, but uh, hasn't played a lot of games. So they're somewhat weak inside, lacking the stabling influence of Rory Keating in tragic circumstances. Uh, Cork City started with a one up front, which hasn't worked for them before. But I think given Keating's absence, they, they feel they were forced into that. Shelburne dominated the game, playing into the shed in the first half. Harry Wood scoring a goal that was the, was the outcome of some great passing down the right side for Shelburne ultimately some very good play he, was, he played through and, and struck the ball into the back of net and Shelburne absolutely deserving of their lead at half time second half was more of the same Sean Boyd scored the second goal in about 75 minutes left footed strike uh, left the goalkeeper for Cork City um, with, no, with no chance but overall Shelburne completely in control which and a lovely night in Cork tonight uh, the pitch looked great an opportunity perhaps for Cork to pick up some points but they and, 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 and climb perhaps back to see Drogheda or, or, or Sligo within sight but unfortunately they were way behind Shelburne tonight and um, Liam Buckley will be He's his hands full in the, in the next few weeks. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and that was former Cork City fullback Neil Horgan who watched City's 2-0 defeat to Shelburne. Shelburne now in sixth position thanks to that victory. They're on 38 points. They're one behind Dundalk who are in fifth. Of course, Dundalk back in action next Thursday night at Oriel Park when they take on KA of Iceland in the Europa Conference League second qualifying round, second leg. They're 3-1 down going into that match. But if they play as well as they did in Iceland, they actually have a chance. Strange as that might sound, given that they lost 3-1. By the way, we have a special European podcast uh, reviewing that and all of the other games um, that happened on Thursday. And if you go back on the extratime.com feed, uh, be it via Spotify or Twitter or whatever way you get your podcasts, you'll find it there. Anyway, back to the league table. Bohemians, where are they? Well, they're in fourth thanks to their 2-0 win against UCD. Afalabi with both goals. They both came 
in the second half. And it is the second half that we start with. Owen Heary, formerly of Bulls, was at the game. He was in Daly Mount Park and afterwards sent us this voice note. Second half, O'Shane started the same uh, as the way the first half finished. Uh, Bowles in the ascendancy, you know, pushing for the goal. Some great football, especially from Dylan Connolly playing excellent on the wing. Uh, created chances, but the frustration was growing as Bowles didn't take the chances. As the game wore on, it looked like they were struggling. You know, a lot of players back to UCD were blocking shots and getting in the way. And just looked like it was going to be a frustrating night for, for Bowles until Declan uh, made the changes he brought on. Danny Grant down the wing, pushed Buckley into the middle of the park where Ali Q made a big difference with uh, Danny Grant then reacting forced in the, in the box to a ball and um, UCD defender just about to clear it Danny Grant gets his forearm and the UCD player comes through the back of him penalty and then uh, Avalabi steps up excellent penalty top left hand corner 1-0 Bowes as the game wore on then Bowes kept pushing for the for another goal to kill off the game UCD on one of their attacks Bowes long ball out of the defence Avalabi outpaces the defender slots the ball in 2-0 Game over. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and that was Owen Heary on Bohemian's 2-0 win against UCD. Right, Sligo Rovers and Drogheda United. They met at Weavers Park for the second time in a week, obviously. Sligo Rovers knocked out of the cup by Drogheda United last week. The two-all draw means that uh, Drogheda United are in eighth, just one point behind Sligo Rovers in seventh. But crucially for Drogheda, they're six points clear of Cork City. They both have 11 games left. Mark Rossiter and Tom O'Connor were on commentary duty for this game for Ocean FM and afterwards they sent this voice note. How are you Ocean? Very much a, a game of two halves. Um, you know Sligo very controlled in the first half. You know go in 1-0. All being, all being said at 0-0 Adebayega had a wonderful chance in the first half. Skyed it. Uh, a volley from from probably about the penal spot, uh, give or take, skied it. You know, Sligo controlled it fairly well. Wonderful vision from Caelan Barlow. One-time pass around the corner to Cawley. Hits a shot across the keeper. Uh, hits the post, comes back to Radisiewicz and he finishes really well first time on the left foot. Go in, I suppose, 1-0 uh, at half time with a fairly controlled, you know, uh, half, as I said. But, you know, I suppose there was a distinct lack of intensity from Drada in the first half which was very evident, um, allowing Sligo to control large periods of the game. But second half, Tom? Yeah, it's second half. I, I suppose it's second half, we saw a double substitution at halftime for Sligo. You saw John Mahan and Caelan Barlow come off. Gary Buckley, who hasn't played a lot of football of late, and Frank Levac come on. They, you know, we're kind of wondering how that was going to take shape. 15 minutes into the second half, and Sligo go 2-0 up. Uh, Johan Branafag puts in a free kick. Levac actually fouled on that right wing. Branafag puts puts in a dangerous ball and it's Conor Keeley who gets his head to it and knocks it past his keeper. 2-0 up, half time. Sorry, 2-0 up, an hour gone, half an hour to go, you think, right? You just see it out. But three minutes later, Kevin Doherty made a double substitution. It took off Darren Noon and Kyle Robinson and brought on Aaron McNally and Davis up front. Changed the shape, went to three at the back, pulled Dale Rooney and McNally as the wingers went three five two or a three four three or whatever way you want to put it. He was he, he went to a back three and pushed everything forward a bit. Again, no real threats until a mistake in the Sligo rear guard allowed Adam Foley to kind of bundle home uh what looked like a consolation goal. And you kinda of thought, listen, Sligo ride out this the next few few minutes, settle it all down, but within ten minutes they were level. 
the Adam Foley coming in and and you know knocking a rebound pass again. Davis was involved, Rooney was involved again, and it was sorry, it was it was Rooney that time who had who, who finished it off two two. In the end, it could have went either way. I mean, we were speaking. And we were both doing, doing, doing commentary for Ocean FM. We were speaking about uh, seeing Manny Adegbiega going off here to the adulation of the home fans. You know, it, it could have gone either way. We, yeah, we were talking about how impressive far the goal that Luke McNicholas was, how impressive Adegbiega was. So, I mean, we're kind of saying it was quite a good defensive display from players. Yes, you know, there was four goals scored. So it's kind of a, a strange kind of game when you talk about it that way. Neither side would be fully happy because they had the chances. But at the same time, you're not, it's not, uh, for for Sligo, it's 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 getting rid of the losing, uh, uh, you know, a losing streak here. They've only taken one win in the last five games against against Strada. So I mean, look, it it, 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 it there was somewhat patched up. But, you know, the, we saw the suspension to Danny Lafferty, the injuries on this left hand side. They had Niall Morhan was playing as a makeshift left back. So I mean, to go to to Weavers Park, which we know is a tight ground, to come away two two. I think you have to look at it from a as a positive from a from a Sligo point of view. Yeah, Baron, I suppose Baron, that one mistake with the mix up with Nando Pineker and and McNicholas, um, I think it was a it was a fairly you know positive performance from Rovers, um, and then from Drada's point of view, you're looking at your two 0 down with 30 minutes to go, and you still manage to to get a draw out of the game. So like there's positives to take from both sides. I think, you know, we, we spoke about probably the standout player on the pitch was Manny Adebayega for Drada. He was uh, exceptionally good in everything he did. Former Bohemians and Dundalk player Mark Rossiter and Tom O'Connor of ExtraTime.com who watched Drada's 2 all draw with Sligo Rovers. Let's just remind you of what the table looks like. Shamrock Rovers on top on 47 points. St. Pat's second on 43 points. Derry third on 43 points. Bowes fourth on 42 points. Dundalk fifth on 39 points. Shelburne sixth on 38. Sligo Rovers seventh on 30. Drogheda United eighth on 29. And Cork City second from bottom on 23. UCD bottom on nine points. In the first division... Well, last night, as you potentially listen, almost pretty much right now as I speak, uh, Longford lost to Cove Ramblers at home. We're wary with the only goal for Cove Ramblers. So that's a big win for Shane Keegan's team because it means that they um, have a bit of a cushion regards the playoffs. They're in third position, Cove Ramblers. They're on 39 points. Waterford are second on 47 points. Galway first on 65. Athlone are fourth on 33. Wexford are fifth on 31. Bray sixth on 30. Finharp seventh on 28. Treaty United 8th on 27, Longford 2nd from bottom on 25 and Kerry bottom on 6 points. Um, I saw some debate about whether or not it was good or bad that there was a big or little crowd, uh, depending on your point of view, at the Aviva today for Celtic against Wolves. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a League of Ireland fan, but I'm also an Arsenal fan. You just have to accept that people supporting a cross-channel outfit or Celtic or whatever... Um, their choice is, is you just have to accept that we can coexist there is room for both anyway I won't get into it at this stage because I'd only be arguing with myself as always if you want to contact us you can do so via the Twitter at Extra Time News or you can get me on at Oshin Langan don't forget we've got a full uh, preview review pod I should say of the Irish teams in Europe over the last couple of days out on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts uh, Aoife Mullen also talking about uh, the Republic of Ireland and whether or not Vera Pau should pick her strongest possible 11 for the game against Nigeria on Monday or whether or not she should give some fringe players a chance. My opinion is that they should go with the strongest possible 11 uh, because it's still an important match even though 
we can't get out of the group regardless of the result against Nigeria. Okay, that's it. Sorry for the delay if you were waiting on this extra time.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. That's it for me. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye.